Broadcasting live from the block, this is the Monstrous Feminine, the podcast where horrible humans talk about horror. My name is Ty and I'm joined by my big gorilla wolf motherfuckers, Mila, Louisa, and Zayla. And our last episode for the month is covering the 2011 film Attack the Block, directed by Joe Cornish. If you would like to hear an extra bonus episode on the 2019 film Little Monsters, directed by Abe Forsyth, then head over to our Patreon and pledge to hear extra episodes. Before we get into the film, go ahead and follow us on Spotify, YouTube, or the Apple Podcast app. You can find all of our links on our Instagram at the Monsters Feminine Podcast. Attack the Block begins with a youth gang on a council estate robbing a nurse. Shortly afterwards, a female alien life form crashes to Earth, and the gang, led by Moses, attack it. Thinking they defeated the alien, they bring the corpse to their drug dealer. Moses is arrested for robbing the nurse, but more, larger aliens crash into Earth and kill the cops. Moses, his friends, and the nurse escape in the police van, but crash into another gang leader, instigating a war. Moses and his friends must now defend the block from the aliens and invade both the police and the rival gang leader. They found us. How the could they find us? There's like 160 doors in this block. Listen, whatever kind of gang or bullshit you're involved in, leave me out of it, please. Hey, this ain't got nothing to do with gangs. Or drugs, or rap music, or violence in video games. This is the worst night of my life. Feelings mutual. I didn't have crying twice in this film on my bingo card. Did you cry you twice? twice? I cried not once. But twice. What parts? Definitely at the end. And then I can't quite remember where I cried in the middle. Right now I'm like going through the whole film in my mind trying to think like what would have brought a tear to my eye. By the end of it, I don't know when they were chanting his name. I was like, I was chanting as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Moses. Moses. I feel you. Wow. I did not think that that would have been your reaction especially you i used to watch this movie like when i was when it first came out because well now in hindsight i realize john boyega is actually older than me but i used to watch this movie for like the first year i saw it i used to watch it like every week because i had the biggest crush on john boyega so it was a thirst watch yeah it was a thirst watch i was like i want to marry this dude he is very attractive He's a great actor. He is, yeah, he's talented. He makes me cry quite a lot. <laughs> well, I, I mean, he got to you. Oh my god. Maybe, it, yeah, maybe it's him. Maybe yeah, it's him. I think so. I think maybe that's why I used to go to the movies so often when I lived in the UK, because he was on the little ad before you watched the movies in the movie theater at Vu. I've seen a TikTok when that happens. You know that, like, sound where it's a kitten? <laughs> and it's like, yeah! Because <laughs> people are watching it and they're like, what? <laughs> Now I'm like, is that why I saw the movies often? <laughs> is that why I watch films? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been back to the movie theater like in ages since COVID. The last thing or thing I saw in theaters was Knives Out, and that is regrettable. Wow, that's a long time ago. My witch of the week is John Boyega, and my phone number is. <laughs> <laughs> he should be the witch of the week because for making me look cry. <laughs> Friendly reminder that we're also on Patreon. For one pound a month, you gain access to our Discord. For three pounds a month, you get to hear a cut discussion from our main episodes. And for five pounds, you get all of that plus a bonus episode. There's a white screenwriter? Were there not any points in the film where you were like, hmm, maybe I should I didn't know, but I suspected. I don't know. I assume most screenwriters are white. I can't tell because, like, British... (laughs) 
British people are from, they're like so, such a different species of comedy. <laughs> of comedy. British people are just like such a different, on like a different planet. You're when like, it comes I don't to know like, what black Brits are doing. I mean, maybe. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's just like, I was just like, I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to presume that this is correct. But also there aren't like a ton of black filmmakers in England who really get the money to make films so I should have put two and two together but I was like I mean I guess maybe I feel like there are some like the dialogue is excessive like in the use of slang to the point where it's not entirely sincere to me and it's like sometimes a bit cringy I'll say that but there are some funny one-liners that kind of got me like when he's like one of them's like go out there and try feeding them some pedigree chum I don't know. Like, their delivery was funny. The kids were great. Yeah, they were really good. All the actors were really good. I could forgive the kids who had those, like, cringy lines because it's, like, a little bit more believable that they would just, like, be recycling what they thought was cool. From the adults, like, there were, you know, adult gang members that were a bit, um, like, caricatures, I will say. But that's fine because it's, like, a comedy. So I am not too, like, offended. I'm like, yeah, it's, like, motherfucking... It's over it the wasn't, top. like, a gritty drama, so it's all right, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. You're right. It doesn't require perhaps as much depth as another genre might. I had a fun fact. Ooh. Well, it's not even fun, sorry. <laughs> this is via Den of Geek, but Cornish famously came up with the opening of Attack the Block, where Moses mugged Samantha after he was mugged near his house in South London. Is it too early to, like, get into that nurse character? <laughs> Her character felt like the same character um, that the white lady was in Candyman. No, because she was even less well-intentioned. Like, the lady in Candyman, as voyeuristic as she was, I think thought that, like, I don't know what she thought. Are we talking about Helen and the OG? Yeah, Helen and the and the OG. But I think this white lady was so resentful at having to live there that, like, I think... She felt very different in tone because Helen was putting herself there on purpose and didn't see anything weird about her being there and like <laughs> did it. I don't know. There was a there was a lack of self awareness and whatever. She had her own issues. She super does remind me of this woman, but this woman was like so foul. Like that line where she realizes like he's only fifteen to me was like just fucking annoying because of the adultification of like black youth like the fact that she didn't assume like she saw these two to me looked very obviously like teens at least some of them are definitely kids so why would they be hanging around adults <laughs> like and then she, yeah exactly so why would there be this like, one leader who's like old i think she's a realistic character don't yeah, get me wrong sure. i feel like she embodies the white experience in the film or the you know the white perspective in the film really really well especially the white british perspective i should say i thought that scene was like really just it just pissed me off because like what age did you think he was like why did you assume he was an adult i don't understand maybe when he was masked but she'd been hanging out with him for like a whole like them for like a whole like hours after that like you knew i did assume he was like 17 18 i understand that this character did have a specific function and that she was meant to kind of be most of the audience Mm, interesting i hadn't thought of that but it does also at the end of the film become about her word against theirs. it's still like truth determined by a white woman's word yeah word when all of the focus should have been Moses and his like self-realization and his leadership, his value. I feel like it took away a bit from that. Her character is a great symbol of white lower class people in terms of like socioeconomic background because there's like different perceptions of 
race and class intersections. Like in the US, for example, there is uh, white people are called trailer park and then black people are considered ghetto. And those things are like very separate from each other. And her character reminds me of those people who are resentful for having to live in areas that are culturally diverse or um, where they perceive to be lower than them because poor white people and poor black people and poor POCs are so often separated into like their own hub areas where they're amongst other people of a similar socioeconomic background but everybody else is white and so they like still perceive that area as better or safer than the ghetto and so she seems so bitter that she has to live in this area especially because she's a nurse and so a healthcare worker should be making more money than having to live in like an estate environment um and so she seems like bitter not only of like the government but also of like that she perceives herself to be better than everybody else who lives in the area and so she like jumps to assume that instead of him being a kid he's like this grown-up who's running a crime ring or something when it's clearly kids <laughs> and anyone else would have just like shrugged it off and I'm sure like if they were a bunch of white kids then she probably would have been easier to assume that they were kids they were dressed like kids as well there's this like tension especially I feel like that politicians really rely heavy upon which is like the tension of race within the working class of uh people feeling superior based on their race because economically they are equal to other people who are people of color and so like the only thing that's separating her from everyone else who lives in the neighborhood is literally like her whiteness and being dressing a certain way and acting a certain way which is how she dictates it like she's better than everyone else here like her word is perceived as more valuable because she's a white woman in this space than everyone else when everyone else in the neighborhood was like cheering them on when they got arrested and it was clear in that case that they didn't go on like a murdering spree but the only person who word was valuable in that situation was hers and so like the levels of acceptability politics and acceptability within the lower socioeconomic classes is interesting in this movie as well as like the way that like the police in general fell the entire neighborhood all of the infrastructures within the UK uh more specifically London failed the entire block during this and especially like after all the th recent things that have happened that shows how different neighborhoods like the buildings aren't built correctly and they don't get as much attention there's less medical institutions it takes longer for the police to come to certain areas it's easy to see like why this 15 year old kid had to shoulder this entire burden and protect this woman who was afraid of him like 15 minutes ago um and also shoulder an entire block on his shoulders which is not something he should have had to do in the same way that like when you figure out that he's 15 you're like oh my god how many people failed this kid to where he's in this position at 15 years old when he should be being a kid it did seem really clear in the film that the aliens the monsters were an extension of the police the blue lights the like blue mouths i feel like they were just leading you towards that conclusion especially because Interesting. like they're only in that neighborhood and they don't actually go out within the rest of london so no one believes that the the aliens are who killed all the people i thought the aliens are a metaphor for like youth violence but specifically like black on black like youth violence like knife crime or something mostly because like just the fact that they they like they cause a lot of the violence like when there's like gang they have like that gang war basically that gets sparked between like the other guy and stuff and also because um because of like the way blame is used in this like when the aliens attack it's basically all associated with moses's initial violent act 
um, against that first a- the alien, which was relatively unprovoked. He just saw it and he was like, no, let's murk this thing. Because one of the girls says to him, you know that little one you killed before? That was a mistake. They weren't going for us. They were going for you. Actions have consequences, you know. Everywhere you go, bad things happen. Stay away from us, Moses. So he's like very much blamed for this violence and like the fact that these aliens have come is not in the initial one, but the fact that they're attacking is like his fault. And a lot of the film is focused on like his retribution. Like, you know, he still in the end has to like give, he gives back the ring, which is actually a sweet moment. But in the end, he's still like getting arrested. And like, it's very clear that he's being hauled off and he's not like, you know, and he's the one who has to like defeat them in the end. So it, to me, like seeing them as like a a metaphor for the police is interesting too. But to me, it kind of, the fact that the police don't even like consider like, they get there and all they see is a black kid who's, like, evidently committed, like, loads of murders. To me, it was, like, a symbol of, like, police not choosing to investigate why black-on-black youth violence, or just youth violence in general, like, takes place, you know? Well, there was something to be said for, and, like, Mila, I'm glad you brought that up about, like, them being an extension of the police, because all throughout, they were dodging the police as much as they were dodging the monsters. And, like, obviously, there's, like, commentary on, like, why they... No one is calling the police on the whole block. No one calls the police. The police presence is there. They're already there. And they're, like, you know, looking for the complete fuck-all wrong thing and are are useless in that capacity. And then I was wondering, like, maybe this is our mon-femme connection that they're searching for the corpse of the female or whatever they're looking for. And it's in the, the grow house in the apartment. And that's when I thought, like, that's when it felt like a raid. Like, a thing has penetrated this sacred space that, like, nobody goes in. It's on lockdown. People know it's there, but it hasn't... Like, I'm amazed that with the police presence that that grow house had not been raided. And the thing that finally, like, brought the shit down was, like, the creature that was, again, searching for, Louisa, what you were saying, the thing that Moses supposedly brought onto them. Okay, well, I think both of these interpretations could work together. Like, you could say, like, they're an extension of the police, but all, like, the police... They're highlighting how the police don't investigate. It would be useless to call them because they they would just say, well, violence happens here. There's so much emphasis, I feel like, placed on her forgiveness and her getting to know the kids that it almost feels like a, a weird, like, white hand holding of like, see, even though you know kids do stuff in the hood, like, they have reasons and they're not all bad and they're just kids. And it felt like a bit weird from her angle like the movie itself I feel like especially because it does feel like an extension of the police that the aliens are and there does seem to be like commentary on police brutality and uh mass incarceration and like the school to prison pipeline and all of that however her character I feel like detracts from how powerful the movie could be because it just feels a bit like white hand-holding um in a way that's like almost like a touristy gaze at what it's like to live in a state as a young black boy in England and seeing it like through the eyes of this white woman having her humanize another human is really weird like I don't think that was thought out but at the same time there was a white person who wrote this so many of the people in this were very young like John Boyega was a kid in this and a lot of the other actors were also like kids young teens so no one was gonna sit there and be like you know what this really feels a little weird like her character needs some adjustments so it doesn't feel so a tourist in the hood <laughs> perspective. Um, but 
I mean, no one was really there to give that input. And I feel like this movie is a glaring example of why it's important to have a lot of different people from different backgrounds as consultants on film so you don't make this mistake. Because this is a good movie. I, I like it. But I do think her character was a bit of a, a miss <laughs> um, of what could have been like a really powerful commentary on Black youth in the States and the UK because her character just so much like detracted from it and added like this white acceptability politics. It softens the message I think a bit too much where it's like I want people to sort of be like hit over the head with it like genuinely and I, I like a lot of the times movies were like lessen the blow for audiences especially like Mila what you said about like you think that this was made like she is the character who this was made for to like what you're saying like hood tourism of like going to this movie would like be your chance to like get a glimpse into like what life is like in an estate and like and you can laugh about it and it's action filled and it's funny and you can have a good time I didn't think of it in that way at all I was like I didn't think about the audience when I was watching this and especially since I it's a British audience that like that is something that doesn't sit right with me actually I'm not trying to undermine like the violence that white women have to go through going out in the street like day to day I'm not trying to say that isn't obviously horrific in itself but I think that white women might watch this film watch that first scene of her getting mugged by the end of the film would not have changed their opinions about the group of kids they would have just been like, they don't deserve to be humanized. They don't deserve any redemption arc. Especially like the extreme white feminist. I feel like they will watch this movie and be like, yeah, these kids are really bad and they do deserve to go to jail for mugging her because like, it's so scary to be a woman in the world and walk alone on the street, which is true. It is very scary. Um, and that is a collective experience that I feel like every woman experiences, but there also are layers to it. Like one layer being the person who is often perpetrator in these are like people in positions of authority or familiar faces. The people who I think are often coded as threats in movies, and I don't like that this movie does enforce the idea that like, yeah, these kids might be nice, but they did mug her on the street. As if it was like ingrained in like something they would just do on a normal basis. Um, kind of makes me angry because I'm like, it just kind of negates from everything else that the movie is talking about because it is enforcing a stereotype of like oh they like mug this poor pitiful white nurse right after she got off from her shift and she's going through a hard time especially now I feel like this movie wouldn't age well because of like everything that's happened with COVID the healthcare workers respect movement people would see this as a way to comment on how little healthcare workers make and everything they go through in society and then when you add like the feminism layers on it I feel like this would be very easily reinforced to talk about stereotypes and how women are paid very low wages, especially in the healthcare field, which are conversations that need to be had. But when you add the complexity of race and class and uh, the adultification of Black youth and estates and a young Black boy is like the criminal per se, especially like in such an anti-hero role as where like you have to see him become a human and see him turn into a good guy is a really dangerous thing to put in a film. Yeah, and she's adamant that he's not the hero. Like, she keeps saying that to him. Yeah, she takes a long time. It's just weird. Like, it's such a weak She's link in the film. a damn long time to come on board. A really long time. She did not trust them. Like, from the second that that, whatever, like, police van that they were in got attacked by like the second you know that there's a, a thing out there there's a larger threat than the boys in front of you you drop whatever prejudices you have i don't give a shit it took like a giant 
alien species for her to see her other, like, the black youth as human. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's obviously a very weak, insulting premise. This is an issue that Zootopia and, like, what is that movie called? District 9 have? Where they, like, try to comment on race through using animals or other species. And this is still doing the same thing because I think it's supposed to be, like, she has to realize that they're the same species, so they fight together. And I'm like, she has to realize they're the same species. <laughs> like, question marks. That part is a, a hefty thing to get through. I don't even know what she learned. Well, she learned that they're A, kids. At, I think she did learn. She learned that they're kids who are much like herself and who have who are products of their environment like their situation and the structural things it didn't seem like she i feel like if she would have learned anything then she would have had a more extravagant reaction to them being arrested instead of being like i want to change my testimony please (laughs) it was very i was like okay girl boss looks directly at camera i was like i mean it's kind of what i would expect from a white like screenwriter director but I don't think it's like terrible like I think like sometimes points are made it's just like obviously not it's not airtight and there are problematic characters but like there are occasional lines which I think are somewhat poignant even if they are a bit cringe and obvious but like when he says this ain't got nothing to do with gangs or drugs or rap music or violence in video games and then when Moses goes on his really dramatic monologue where he's like first they send drugs to ends then they sent something else and then they sent the monsters they don't care man we're not killing each other fast enough so they're speeding up the process um yeah i mean like that was cringy but like that was when the screenwriter's voice came through way too much yeah it's not the farthest fetch thing his character be the one to like deliver this monologue because he does seem more self-aware and he's forced to be mature because of the situation that he's in but this movie works because there's the visuals that have are happening in the actions and everything that goes on support what his monologue is saying enough to where it doesn't feel so out of place that it, it doesn't feel out of place because what we see in the movie is what matches exactly what he says and if you are a black person you know that this is true so it it, it works there in other situations i would be a lot more hard on them for putting a monologue to explain their point in it but i'm gonna give them a pass it depends who the audience is for and like the thing is as annoying as it fucking is for like perhaps a black viewership it's i just feel like it really would have hit like it really would have got the point home for as you said the white viewership it depends on the perspective because i feel like for some people gender trumps race and for other people race trumps gender i mean it was created by a white man so i feel like he kind of couldn't help inserting his experience in it i don't mean exactly also to like engage a white audience i feel like it would have almost been better if it would have been someone not who's not an adult and they used another white kid their age like they could have easily used like a white teenage girl who they went to school with or something and they save her from yeah the power dynamic is what gets me is i'm like why are you why are you treating them like that and to be fair, like, they do comment, like, I don't think you're necessarily, like, you're not supposed to really like her for that. Like, all of the, like, the youths make, like, punchlines and they're like, can you, like, chill out? Like, I think at one point they're even like, can you chill? Like, if she had been their peer, I also would have hated her, but I would have felt differently about the power dynamic. Like, I would have, fa- if she was a teenager, I would have found her way more annoying, actually. Like, annoying, but not, like, fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, it's weird. The only thing that I think would be my concern if they did uh, kid their age is like, I hope they wouldn't make it a romance thing. Oh, you know they would. You know they would. 
there's gonna be a sequel and I'm really interested to see how that goes yeah is it the same guy doing it yeah I think it'll be Joe Cornish and John Boyega collabing again that's fun I mean like yeah I think it also like at its core this is like a like a fun one you know it still was like a horror movie on a council estate exploring black youth like even if it doesn't hit in areas Thank you for listening to The Monstrous Feminine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Spotify at The Monstrous Feminine Podcast, and on Twitter at The Mon Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and follow us on TikTok at The Monstrous Feminine Pod. Brooms up, which is out.